Hello, you are at the net. Welcome to another episode of At The Net Podcast brought to you by Dexmex Productions. Twisting and tweaking the dials are our producers, D-Mag and Dave the Brain. Join me in welcoming your hosts, Craig Bell and AJ Shabria, who are about to take us through five sets of talking tennis, all that applies and maybe even life as it seems to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Bell and AJ. All right, thanks to our At The Net podcast girl for that fabulous introduction, and welcome fans of the great game. You are listening to Season 1, Episode 21 of At The Net podcast with AJC and CB1, who are talking the great game of tennis as it seems to us. Plus, thanks go out to our good amigos at Tex-Mex Productions, Darian D. Mac McGrayer and Dave the Brain from Back of the House, who are on the soundboards moving the dials and buttons to make us sound like real people. We're real tonight, aren't we? We are real. Yes. Yes, yes. yes I feel it. There we go. Lastly, be sure to check out our good work. On SoundCloud, Fireside, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. All the important communication sites that you kids find popular. And if you're a female, sorry guys, and would like to read the opening and intro for At The Net Podcast and be an At The Net Girl, let us know as we're always looking for new female voices to do the intro. Right, AJC? Even in a foreign language, I might add. That is correct. So, Well, we are pleased and honored to have At The Net tonight our good friend Mariano Puerta, Puerta Boy. of Argentina, <laughs> and now of Dallas, Texas. Yes, man, that yeah. is great. Mariano, how are you doing? How the, the world changed, huh? Because 20 years ago when I was traveling, you know, in the beginning of my career, uh-huh. it was no, no media at all. None. You know? the, world, None. The, the world has changed. This was, you started traveling in what, like um, uh, 1999, 2000? Well, no, my I won my first ATP title on back in 1998. Uh-huh. Um, no, but back then, no cell phones, like no, no computers, no Facebook. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 nothing. I think, but it was good because you had more time to be focused on tennis or on, on what you do. Today, the kids, you know, with the phones, the media, uh, some of them are not doing everything right, you know. Marianne, That's what I, I know you're in my opinion. Yeah, I know you're um, now you've become a great tennis coach. I'll throw a, a funny line from uh, a friend of the show, Mats Vilander, once told us. Uh, he said, you know, a good coach makes sure all those kids that you're hitting with, that their cell phone is in their bag. And a great coach has their cell phones in his bag. I, thought, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how serious he is, but that's hilarious. I love it. No, but I like that way. You know I mean? When you are on court, I mean, you're inside of your office. And okay. you must be there 100%. And I'm not, I mean, not everybody, of course, but in general... And the new generation is struggling with few things. No, uh, would you say in in the United States or everywhere? No, everywhere. Yeah. But in U.S., probably a little more. So how, how did a kid from San Francisco, Cordoba, Argentina, make it to Dallas, Texas in 2019, almost 2020. No, what's, no, it what's, what's the backstory? It was very weird. Huh? It, it was very, it was very weird. Really? Remember, and Craig, I saw you since the beginning when I got here. Probably, yeah. couple, probably 
I saw you back in 2014, right? Right, yeah, you beat the uh, fuck out of me at the tennis I tournament. I got here, <laughs> I came to Dallas for uh, just only for four weeks, for right. a job of four weeks, you yep. know, to train Adam. Right, Remember him? Yes. Oh, Adam Bardach, yeah, yes. I remember that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And, well, back then he had a couple of ATP points and he, he wanted to try it, you know, for a couple of months. So I got here, I was working with him, and when I was about to, to fly back to Buenos Aires, I got an offer from a, for other job for two years. So I was thinking, and oof, I decided to stay. You know, I applied for a, for a visa, now I have a green card. And then I, I, was, I was working at Boston as well with other boy for two years. Nothing. I, I am a big fan of U.S. Well, we, we're we're a huge fan of you of yours. Definitely. I mean, definitely. This is this is our first uh, Grand Slam uh, finalist to talk to at the net. Isn't it, it? It's actually our second it, because it, we did have Johan Krieg. Oh, we did have yeah. Johan. That's, he's that's a, correct. Yes, he's yes, a Grand yes, Slam champion, champion times two, but a finalist. But yeah. how about this first Grand Slam finalist from this century? That's correct. From this millennium. Yes. Maybe we have to say. <laughs> yes, that yeah. is correct. Hey, now tell us a little bit about, tell us our, our, and our fans who are watching this live on Facebook, we've got a few people watching yeah. and a few people that are going to be listening. How did you get started in tennis? Was it your parents, your mom, you know, your mom? No, your because of my, my father. Your my father, father was, he was a coach. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. It, and nothing, you know, since I was little, I had rackets and tennis ball tennis balls at my house, and I started to play at the age of five. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. And I was always, you know, with my father at the end of his day, or I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, and then, I don't know, at the age of eight, I started to, to train, like, more, to spend more hours on court. Sure. And, and I love it since the beginning. In the beginning. Did you have a one-handed backhand at that time or two-handed? Did you start with the two? No, always. Only one. Always, always one. Always one. Always one. one. one, always one. one. <laughs> that massive lefty. I know, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned Artem uh, a few minutes ago. I run into Artem all the time, and we have him and Craig to thank for having Mariano here. Oh, yeah. But I also remember, uh, I believe you were hitting with Artem, and maybe three courts away, we could hear this man's one-handed backhand from three courts away, like Sound bang, like a gun going off. It was a there was some problem over on that court. He's crushing balls, <laughs> and and here he is. He's a coach at Dallas. I love it. Do you, do you still do you still like to play? Do you still enjoy? Because you you competed at the highest level since you know well, way back. Yes, when. I I like to play when but when I'm playing good. Yeah, you yeah. know, and to play good. <laughs> I must spend time on court, and but now with Ellie, you know, I'm hitting with her almost every day. Yeah. And, and of course, I I, I love it. I, I love to be on court. I love to to play tennis. And that so feeling on my hand, mm. it still feels it still feels great. And this, the, this is Ellie. Douglas. Yeah. For the folks yeah. at home, we're talking about Ellie Douglas, who's a TCU tennis player and an aspiring professional player. Is that right? Yes, yes. The next year, 2020, it will be her first full year as a pro. Oh, full you know, time. Playing WTA. Yes. So we'll see how, how she does. You will, know what I mean? Will we I see think she her will be in, good. Will she we will do good. 
Oh, good. Well, we see her in the qualifying for the Australian Open in about a month. Well, yeah, but no, she's she's six hundred right now. Uh-huh. That's that's my goal for next year. Next year, twenty twenty one. Yes. Okay. Very ambitious, you know. Hard to, you know, to to get there in a year, but I think it's possible. But what would it take so, for her to get to the qualifier? Just the qualifier at the Australian Open. Well, she must be in a year from now around two fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty. Forty. Okay. Yeah. So that's so she's got to drop. A few, a few hundred, hundred positions, yeah. and play some pretty decent tennis in order to. Uh, so she's going to go on the ITF circuit and and play a bunch of stuff here locally in the states, or is she going to go travel, you know, to, to South America or Europe? What, what's your uh, game plan? Yeah, normally, plan? we we try to play in US because Ellie her best tennis is on hard court. So and here we have many at the US we have many many tournaments. Gotcha. Um, but Ellie. She doesn't have enough enough experience yet. She didn't play many tournaments. Last this year, for example, she I mean half of the year she was at TCU. Uh-huh. Last year, half of the year she was injured. She has a stress fracture mm. on her back. And so we'll see, you know, I mean having a full year, hopefully we can have her like healthy the the, the whole time. And that way she will ha- she will have more opportunities because that's what she needs, in my opinion, more opportunities, more tournament matches. Right. And I think I'm motivated. I think she 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 has many good things, and we'll see how how it goes. So, it goes. Well, that's good. So to your career, I, yeah. I think I'm really fascinated by. So you grew up. You started playing tennis. Your dad was a coach. You when did you did you break onto the the junior tour, world tour, maybe at 15, 13, you know, 18? No, you know, correct. I started. I played the the Cossack circuit, you know, as a junior. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but since the age of thirteen, fourteen, I started to play in Europe. I played. I remember um, at the age of fourteen. Back in 1992, I lost. I played the Orange Bowl, and mm-hmm. I lost against Tommy Haas. Oh, Tommy Haas, big man, yes. also like you, yeah. Yeah, we are both from uh, 78, mm-hmm. 1978, and and I played the final of Roland Garros as a uh, as a junior as well. So that oh, was really? in okay. 1995. Interesting. Who'd you play that match? Do you recall? Yes. I lost against Mariano Zavalera. Oh, Zavalera, uh, fellow Argentina. Yes. Yeah. So I played both both finals as a junior and as a pro at right. Paris. Yeah. And, and then then uh, so you broke onto the world tour really at about age what seventeen maybe eighteen. Um, sixteen. Mm-hmm. I remember I won my first challenger. Uh, at the age of 17, and I won Palermo. That was a, that's an ATP sure. tour event uh-huh. at the age of 19. Gotcha. Yeah, I was I was good since the beginning. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know you also won a challenger about two years before that that famous match with Rafa Nadal at Roland Garros. I believe it was 03, One of our buddies, also named Rafa Valdez, was telling us. Uh, um, you had a great match with young Rafa Nadal in 2003 at a challenger yes. in France, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. I, you know, I saw the highlights of that match. You did? Two years ago, because uh, a tour manager, a guy who is working right now at, at the ATP, ATP, saw it, and he was, you know, he was sending it to me. And that was two, three days ago. So yeah, that was, and uh, the tournament, it was a uh, 125K tournament mm -hmm. in Aix-en-Provence, France. Aix-en-Provence, so yes. in the south. Yes. And yes. 125, so that is not a small, certainly back then, that was one of the bigger challengers. And what was it's that not the match bigger challenger, like? yes. Right uh, after that tournament is uh, ATP 250. Uh-huh. And, and what, was that, uh, what was that match like with Nadal when he was maybe, what, 17, 16? No, he was 16, but 16. he, at, at that moment, he already had victories, uh, wins against top 10 uh, players. What was your score against him with that match? I remember he had too much points. Okay. Mm -hmm. he, he, I, th I remember, I think he won 6-4, and then he was serving 6-4 in the tiebreaker of the second set. Somehow I won that set, and then I won 6-4 in the third. Interesting. So you, you've taken sets off this No, game. but I mean, I mean, he was already... Right. I mean, he was, he was already amazing. I mean, right. like... Craig, I'll send you to you those highlights, and you will go nuts. No, no, we please love to see this. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's that'd be great. And then we'll post it to our Athenet podcast. Uh, you know, you know the highlights that, that you want to show us. Cause, We'd love to see it. Yeah, because I mean, you took a set off what maybe arguably one of the greatest was the greatest clay court player ever. You've taken two sets. You you beat him at the French Open, the fir very first set in two thousand five. What what'd you think about that? What were you thinking? Like, hey man, I got this guy, or like, what, well, that was, was close. Rafa nuts? said that. That match, it was the the second one most difficult all, uh, out of his twelve finals. That's correct. Yes, yeah, because you, you you got him the first set. I mean, you you went up there, six. you kind of punched him in a boxing terminology. You just you punched him in the nose right off the bat. I mean, I had three set points to go to the fifth. Right. Yeah, yeah that fourth seven. set was very seven. close. I remember this. Yeah, seven five. Yeah. So you had yeah, yeah, so you had him on the ropes. Five four forty fifteen. Uh, I mean, double set point to go to the fifth. I was close. Yeah. Yeah. So was the crowd going uh, nuts? Could you could you feel the energy from you know the Paris uh, faithful, or were they more for Rafa at that point, or did they were they appreciating your effort as well? No, you know, Craig. When I was playing, when I was on court, I was even hearing hearing anything. Oh, you didn't really? That's no, I was I was that focused. You know, I mean. Honestly, I wasn't hearing anything. You, you didn't pay attention to the crowd noise. You were just in the moment, basically. Yes, yes, basically, yeah. So is that is that kind of the the, the methodology that you try to get? You know, like Ellie was that? Because I want to want to hear more about that if we can, just for a second. So so, do you think that that's kind of what led you to your? I mean, greatness. I mean, actually, I mean that's that's pretty darn impressive. So you don't really pay attention. To the outer exterior, what's going on? It's only the inner self. It's it's like you can do this: watch the ball, focus. Is that what you kind of try to keep it simple? Yeah, because the other way is more difficult to to control yourself. Mm. You know, because the other way you can feel the energy of the other people and you can feel nervous uh, easier. So you weren't yelling and screaming "vamos" or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, but well, you know, it was. Not yeah. So focused and thinking on, on on what to do because you only have twenty seconds between points. Sure. So you have time 
you don't have time for anything. Mariana, you so, probably only had 20 seconds, but they give Rafa about 30, right? <laughs> well, yeah, well, but he's the boss. So, so, so how, how did, what, what was your strategy? I'm interested to figure out, so you take a set and you almost get the, the four set off of him. What was your strategy? I mean, we're, we're 15 years removed, basically, from this yeah. match. You know, tell us what, what you were, were you trying to slice well, his back in? Touch I him? play, I think, if I have to face him today or if someone has to face him today, I think everybody has to play that in the same way. I was trying to, the best thing that Rafa has is his forehand inside out and, yep. and inside in. Okay. So me yep. as a lefty, because I'm lefty as well, Right. so I try to play my forehand against his forehand. Gotcha. You're trying to neutralize his best shot. So I was trying, to, exactly. I was taking out his best thing, you know, and the easiest way for me was to to, to play my forehand cross court against his and see who wins, you know? Did, did because to play my back and against his back, and if it, I know that if I'm not wide enough, you know, if I'm not opening the court enough, mm. he's very fast. Pretty quick. You know? <laughs> You're pretty quick too. Yeah. At that time. Yeah, but he's like other level. Another level. And. and Believe me, if you are playing against him, you don't want him. You don't want him hitting his forehand from from his backhand side. Ah, because from out. there he can, he goes inside out, inside in. That's his best. So were you, that, you know? So were you trying to keep everything to the ad court then, and, and not try to go too much of the deuce court so he couldn't run around that backhand? No, I mean, I, again, I mean, my biggest concern it was. To have him like out of the court on her forehand side, and so that way I was having a a, a bigger space on his backhand side, you know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So has it, yeah. has, has anybody in the coaching camp of Djokovic or Andy Murray or or uh, Roger Federer ever called you and said, "Hey, hey, yeah, you know, French Open, you, you won a set and almost took a second set off yeah. this guy. His hardest matches ever." Has anyone ever called? I just out of curiosity. To, to uh, uh, understand your strategy? No, players, they don't talk each other. <laughs> they don't. They don't. We're going to encourage some of these guys to call you, man. You're right. Yeah. I mean, that's... No, no, we are working there. We are playing mm -hmm. each other for a lot of money, yeah. points. Right. right. No, no, it means a lot. I mean, a title, that's prestige. I mean, I mean, you're, you're a, a Grand Slam finalist. I mean, that's yeah. pretty, pretty darn awesome. I mean, you've won uh, 10 singles titles, uh, or you played in 10 singles finals. You've won three of them. I mean that that's really impressive, Mariano. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's, that's that's a great a great accomplishment if in eleven year career basically, right? Wasn't it eleven years that you were on the tour? I'm 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 happy with what I did. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I mean that that's that's awesome. So you, you got at that I am time, not that tall, you know, I don't have a big serve, so I had to to think a lot to have success as a as a player. So let me ask you another question. So at this time Argentina had a numerous amount of players. You know, you've got Juan Ignacio Chela, Chela Gaudio, Gaudio Zabaleta, yeah. Juan Monaco, Guillermo Canas, right, Squillard. Oh, Franco Squillari, I remember that guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what was going on? That was right before Del Potro, Nalbandian, all uh -huh. those guys. No. What was going we on had, down there? We had very, very, very good coaches. 
Who, who, who mention yeah, somebody? Give, give us give some give lists, give, like, like your dad. It? Yeah, your dad. Oh, well, and... my father was one of them. Papa Porta. All the, the coach that I remember it was Eduardo Infantino, Infantino right? Um, Gattiker, Daniel Garcia, um, Pedro Roldan, Guillermo, many, yeah. many, many good, good coaches. So do you think that, uh, I mean, now, obviously, uh, there, there's still some fine players down there. Do you think that was the heyday for Argentinian tennis? Argentinian tennis? I had to sit there and think about that. I mean, Well, I remember when I was playing the Master Cup in Shanghai, mm-hmm. four Argentinian guys out of eight. Right, at that time. That, I mean, that was, that's pretty darn awesome. Because you got yeah. up to, what, nine in the world? You were at not nine in the world at one time, weren't you? Wasn't that your highest ranking? Yes. I was number nine, and at that tournament was all Nalbandian won that ton, that year. Yeah, really? Oh, Shanghai. He won. He Shanghai. beat yeah. uh, Federer in the final after being. Like, yes. I think it was five That's sets, right. right? That's right. Yeah. So, did you get the uh, terracotta bust made of you? you? Do you have one of the big life size? Didn't they do that in Shanghai for you all? You know, where they made like the warrior that uh, the terracotta warriors. The terracotta warriors. <laughs> yes. Did you have one of those? In two thousand five. Right. Yeah. Did you have one still? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, you do? Yeah. Because I've seen Andy Roddick's is down at the Texas Hall of Fame, Fame in Waco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so where, where's yours? Just out of curiosity, where's your terracotta warrior? In Argentina. It's down, down at home. At home? or at your, Does your dad still teach? Is he still a coach in Argentina? Um, no, my he's living in Mexico. Oh, Mexico, okay. In Mexico. He's working in a big, in a country club. He's in charge of the, the tennis area. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so whereabouts in Mexico? Give a shout out to Papa Puerto. Yeah, where, what's where, the name where, of the city and the club? Yeah, get, let's give a shout out to him. Um, so what else? Yeah. Uh, so so also playing doubles. Did you like playing doubles? I noticed that you. Uh, oh yes, I love it. I was playing Davis Cup as a um, as, as a doubles, doubles as well. I remember you played with Nalbandian um, in dubs, right on grass. Yes, we beat we beat the uh, Australia. Australia, yeah, right. that's a huge win to, yeah. Because if you're Australia, you're like, oh, we have the Argentines coming. We're putting this on grass. We're going to beat them. <laughs> yes. And you guys did it. You and, and we David. Won. Easy. Now, are you still Four good? One. Are you still good friends with a lot of these guys, the former former players? Are you still friends? Yeah, do you go down yes. to Argentina and go back? I'm, I'm in touch with all of them, especially because they are inside of the Argentinian Tennis Federation right mm-hmm. now. For example, the, the, the president right now is Agustin Caleri. Caleri, I remember him. He, he, uh, he had the president right now. He was a the righty guy. with a one-hander like you. Yes, exactly. Then the vice president is Mariano Zabaleta. Oh, that's there you go. one of your contemporaries. Right. Yeah, Caleri. so in Franco Esquilari, for example... Uh-huh. He's uh, he's on charge of the development of the junior program, for example. So all of them, so I'm in touch with them because they want me there, but but I'm good in the U.S. I'm okay here. Right. Mariano, um, you mentioned Augustine Caleri. Um, like you, normal-sized guy, not very tall, not huge <laughs> serve, amazing backhand, and similar build to you. How did you guys go from average speed to being pro athletes and i'm talking about you and gordo caleri well i think that the 
most important thing to, to have success uh, as a tennis player is that you must know, you must accept your limitations. Mm -hmm. Because knowing, having a, a, a good knowledge of that is, uh, after that you can prepare your game, your strategy. Mm -hmm. Because you, you must know what you do good and what you cannot do, you know? Yeah. I don't, you know, when I was playing, when I was competing, I wasn't making serve and volley every, like, every mm -hmm. time. Because it wasn't my best. I knew that my, my best game was from the baseline. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was there. I wasn't trying to do something that I cannot do, that I know that I cannot do, or, or something that it, I know that is very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. So you knew no. that, that's, that's a great answer. I'm sure uh, Caleri would feel the same. Hey, Mariano, uh, we've got a listener and a viewer. His name is Rodolfo Cisneros from uh, Mexico. He's from Querétaro, and he works with your dad. Uh, yeah, and your brother I, I Mauro. You. He's there. Uh, yeah, He's and, listening. and we were asking about uh, what's the name of the club. It's La Loma, is that correct? Yes, La Loma. Excellent. So a nice That's shout out yes. to the boys at La Loma, the staff. Yeah. Hey, quick follow-up also, too. I, I want to ask about your doubles. Do you think the Italian Massimo Bertolini and Christi, Christian Brandy don't like you because you beat them twice, not only with <laughs> Daniel Orsenik, and then also about two months later with Javier Sanchez. That's right, you Emilio's think, brother. You think they might have something uh -huh. against you? <laughs> no, but they were they are very nice uh, guys. Yeah. Very, very nice, very nice. I remember them. Not only did you beat them once, but you beat them twice with two different partners. Two different partners. <laughs> yes, yes. Somewhere, Mariano, they are on a talk show right now in Italy cursing Puerta. Yeah. Marto, uh, Mariano like, Puerta, like that yeah. guy, we can't stand like the, him. They're telling the talk show host, like, dude, we, we would have doubles titles <laughs> if, if it wasn't, wasn't for this, this Argentino guy. guy yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so quick thought, real quick on Davis Cup. Do you like the new format? Because you, know, you played Davis Cup, so yep. I'm interested to hear what do you think of the current Davis Cup format in Madrid? Uh, I don't do like it at all. Okay, can you say that again? You know, let's, let's get your opinion yeah. on that. I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the new system. I mean, I, 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 I played Davis Cup many times, yeah. and it's it's great when you you can play at home with your people, and it's also it's also fun. When you are going to to play to in another country, home and away, and, yeah. and you have every all against you, that's also a good feeling. Yeah. And, and this way, like you know, playing many matches in in, in one week uh, is very different. Very different. And I don't know. I prefer the other one. Yeah, I, I thought you would. I I, I don't. I was trying to find the Davis Cup on TV. It wasn't on anywhere. I, I didn't yeah. see it. And I was really disappointed. That's one of my yeah, rants. I agree. I agree. I mean, it was, it was it, much fun in the other way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just I can't imagine it was not that broken. It might be a few tweaks, but it wasn't necessarily. That's a complete 180 that I don't know that needed to be taken. Yeah. That, that particular fork in the road is kind of, it makes me mad because that's a, you know, like, I'm sure you have some very fond memories of playing Davis Cup because you're playing for your country and just, you know, not everybody gets to do that. That's very special. That's remarkable. It's very, yeah. very special. Very special. It's different. As a tennis player, you're used to, to play for yourself, you know, and when you're going to, 
when you play Davis Cup for your country, it's like, poof, it's totally different, different pressure. Oh yeah, because you got you feel the the crowd. I'm sure you feel the crowd at that point when you're at home. You know, that. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. And and let me tell you, many many great players were were, I mean, all many of them great on the tour, and terrible playing Davis Club. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, did you ever get to play the Olympics? Were you an Olympic player? Did you ever? No. 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 I qualified for Sydney 2000, but I got injured. Okay. Oh. Well, that's too bad. I'm sure that would have been fun also, yeah. too. But still, I, I think Davis Cup for most tennis players, if you could play Davis Cup over the Olympics, Olympics is kind of a new, fairly new thing. I mean, it's yeah. still a great a great it's a new thing. It's like, I don't feel that tennis is a, a, an Olympic sport. I mean, it's different. I don't know. I don't yeah, it's also, two, it's also two out of three sets, like the current Davis Cup. And, man, I, I you know, I'm before. And always it. on hardcore. Why? Why always on hardcore? I know it's always the, the same. They master cup. Well, they well. did do. They did do one year at Wimbledon on grass. Right. That's right. When, yeah. when Scotland or British, yeah. or whoever, <laughs> whoever those guys are. Yeah, GBR, Great Britain. Great yeah. Britain. Well, they can do it one time on clay. One right? time. Right. <laughs> one time. Well, I, I like it that the fact that the home team gets to decide. But where you're going? Are you playing indoors on clay, indoors yeah. fast, you know, outdoors grass, yeah. whatever? I mean, I, I like that aspect. I just personally people find around that, the world yeah. love to see tennis on clay because longer points, more it's more exciting. Yeah, more spin, more variety. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely yeah. exciting. So, tell you us. can think, you can see more things on clay. Yeah, our player that's on defense. Uh, the patience, the strategy. On hardcore, you don't see many rallies. It's the, it's similar stuff, and uh, it makes the tennis a, a bit the same. Craig, you're about to yeah, yeah, we've got a couple more questions for you. We know your time is limited. Yes. But, but uh, who, who are some of the, the current players you admire the most? Who, who do you who do you like watching? I know you, you're, you're a fan of tennis. Uh, besides Rafa, who, who are you a fan Marcelo of? Marcelo Rios. 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 Oh, and a, really? a fellow Spanish-speaking South American guy. And lefty. Marcelo Rios, man, man. He was oof, Tell unbelievable about... player. Yeah. Unbelievable player. So talented. And lefty. And uh, and uh, imaginative with his, his artistic game, huh? Two hands back. And remember him? That match at Miami when he was playing against the final against Andre Agassi. Yeah, and getting that match, he was being number one in the in the world. In the yeah. world, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of pressure, no? Right? Yeah. And yeah. he won easy, playing. Yeah, I remember. Unbelievable. That. I mean, oof. yeah. That, that's I was what... always trying to to go to see his uh, his matches. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys everyone would pay to see. And I remember that was '98, uh, March of 1998. So you were just turning pro. Marcelo is destroying Andre. I believe he won Indian Wells that year. Yes, he did. And yes. I believe Marcelo yes. lost in the Australian Open final that year to Corda. But I also remember Rios as being, uh, we'll get to his character in a moment, but I remember him being so artistic. That guy could hit a backhand, then straighten his hair and tuck it into his headband, then run over there and hit a forehand, <laughs> then come back and hit a drop that comes back over the net. Crazy, huh? No, but, but he, in my opinion, probably top three, top at least top five of like regarding regarding talent. 
like uh, so talented. Who? So he was like with his forehand, like he could hit like a cross court down the line, short, unbelievable short angle with his forehand. Uh, he was open, the opening the court in unbelievable ways. Hey, um, the, let's shift gears to Marcelo Rios and the the his battles with the press and and uh, his character. Oh, yes. He was always fighting with the journalists. Journalists, always, yeah. always. Do you see any parallels between Rios and Nick Kyrgios? And yes. uh, would you do? And would would Rios be a great coach for Kyrgios? Not just because uh, <laughs> Kyrgios has the same the four letters at the end of his name. You know. Anything's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Maybe you can set that up. You know, we, I want you to set that up, buddy. Yeah. Mariano's got the, he's got the he's got the stick. I think he can do it. He I, does. Yeah. So what do you think about the future of, of the game? What do you think, you know, from the men's side and the women's side? Who are you thinking that's gonna be be up there? Who's you gonna know, take who's gonna carry the, 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 the women's side. Okay. I first. see the the right now the the best girls, for example, Osaka. Halep, okay. Um, Kerber. Mm-hmm. I see those girls playing as guys. They do. Right. You know, like, if you see her, um, Stevens, for example, mm-hmm. making balls, you know, like, not overheating, not, not, not trying not to make many mistakes. Um, and I think the woman's tennis is going that side, to that side. What are your opinions about Ash Barty, the Australian girl? I like. I I think she can she can be there because for for a longer period than than the rest. Because on girls, many times you you see one fi- finishing the year like top five, yeah. and the year after they that girl decides like. You don't see her in the top hundred. There are a lot of these examples that you're talking about. Yeah. And Bardi, yes, and 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 in my opinion, she has the, con- the ability to control herself, her motion, more better than than most of the other girls. Mariana, so that that's what I think she she will stay. Quick fo- follow up question on that is, um, what are some things you work on with Ellie? That are similar to the to the women who yeah because only I guess recently you've become an expert on not just tennis but women's tennis. So what are some uh-huh. of the things you're working on with Ellie to give her that kind of staying power that you're describing with Barty? Well, right now we are. I'm trying to get her more consistent. Uh-huh. I'm trying to, you know, tomorrow for example, we are. We're, it will be hard because every drill that we will make. She will. She will have to make minimum eight balls. Eight, eight balls. Eight balls. Yeah, because you you, don't, you won't see many girls making five. Yeah. So if making five is something good, we must make eight on practices. And then do you, do you see her? So she's six hundred. So you've obviously done a great job. Yeah. She probably wasn't anywhere close to that. Oh, well, I'm six. happy. She's yeah. she's hundred. Yeah. Is she happy? Because she, she played only a few tournaments. Right. Is she excited with her results too, or does she want it more? She no, want... no, she's not excited no. at all. But <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. She's not she's not satisfied. You're not going to let her be satisfied. You know, Mariana Puerto. No, no, but she will in a year from now. Right. Well, and Mariana, she's only what nineteen, right? 
she's 19, but again, she she's 19, and she doesn't have enough experience. She wasn't playing many tournaments. Yeah. She was injured uh, for almost almost three years, mm. counting the last six, and so it's hard for a for a boy or a girl when you when they are in the middle of the development, you know. And it's there in, in, in that moment, and she was injured. She lost yeah. three years, very important years. So, so that's why she's a little behind right yeah, now. Yeah, and uh, she's 19. She has to make eight balls, and ostensibly those are eight balls against you, huh? Mariana Puerta. Yeah, that's not pretty easy. heavy balls. <laughs> Man, I'm kidding. Good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we strung your rackets you know, the other that's day. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 you told me many times. Yeah. Yeah. At the club. Yeah, we always enjoy having you come over. You're such a nice guy. Uh, uh, two two more questions, real yes. quick. So, who, who are the men? Who who are the, this? Which to the guys? Who do you, who do you think's coming up? Do you, do you think that the the big three, the big four, Andy's coming back, Joker, Fed, you know, Rafa, and then who else is going to challenge them for the the throne to the kingdom? Uh, Medvedev. Daniel Medvedev. Oh, you like that guy? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I don't like his technique. This thing, um, the forehand that wraps around his neck. Yes, I don't like that forehand. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> like that forehand. <laughs> but, but it's effective. He he doesn't miss. He doesn't miss much. Yeah. Uh, he's he looks motivated, and I think next year he will. He will. He will be there. Yeah. Around you know yeah. in the in the top five. I thought you might say Dominic team because he really has a Mariano. No, he had game. a great year. He had a great, yeah. great year. Yeah, you can he had a great year. Even two years because French Open final twice. What about your fellow countryman Delpo? Is he still? Is he hang? coming back? Is he? Is he in oh, the? Oh yeah, I saw. I saw a video of him yesterday hitting in Buenos Aires. Um, so we'll see how how he can prepare next season. Yeah, okay. I, I, just, I thought he could challenge those guys yeah. after that U.S. Open, but his wrist, you know, caused injury, and so he he's kind of been up and down. But that, yeah, that's the he one was guy. fighting a lot with his body, you know, injuries, a lot. I just liked him. I just thought he he had the the ability if he didn't get injured to to be right there with those guys because I think yeah. they could, he could handle their their pace. He could hit pace off their pace. He could, he could give it right back to him. And he was six five, six six, like oh, Medvedev. Very tall guy, yeah. yeah. And uh, good serve too. Oh my gosh, yeah. I thought he, he had the, the, all the skills. Yeah. Last question. All right, last question, Mariano. Let's let, let go. Here it is. All right, the big one. Drum roll. All right. All right. You are the commissioner of tennis, and you have one, maybe two things that you might want to change, adjust. You, you've got the magic wand. What do you do for tennis? Say that again. I didn't hear you. Sorry. Uh, the, you have the magic wand for tennis. What, what would you like to to just change, do for tennis? Maybe you know Davis Cup. Maybe shorten tennis. You know, would you want to change the court dimensions? I mean, you've got you've got the wand. You can change. You know. No, I change the Davis Cup. I I, I I'm sure the the other way is much better. It's much better. It's better for the for the fans, uh, especially in countries where where they don't see tennis. Yeah. Because not on every country has an ATP tour event or a WTA tournament. Sure. Not on many countries. 
But how is Davis Cup? You know? Uh, it's something else to motivate kids. Um, I don't know. I, I feel that it's a, 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 a step back mm. this, uh, with the, the new system. Yeah. So that's, that's the I mean, probably better for the players uh, because they did it for them. Yeah. You know, to play less weeks, not to travel a lot. Yeah, they, they're making everything easier for the top five, six, seven, eight players. Is that good? And, and they are not thinking on other things, in my opinion. Mariano, uh, I know Craig did say last question, but this is sort of part <laughs> B of that question. Uh, why do players um, uh, like a shorter system now of this generation, but your generation, you bled light blue and white like you bled it and you you and your crowd you set those four weeks aside for davis cup what's the what's the difference well the difference is i mean i love i, I like the, the the possibility to play in your country with your people and playing in other country with all the people against you that feeling is unique yeah, coming to to the United States, going to Mexico, going to you know England, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. In those in those players, I mean places, because Davis Cup is like it's it's different. Right. It's different. Sometimes you are about to serve, and everybody's yelling. Right. And they don't. And you have to serve. <laughs> and, I don't know. It's like more like soccer, you know. Like, yeah. Right. And. I don't know. I, I think this, that feeling is one of the best things that I had as a tennis player. Yeah. And, Mar Mar and, yeah. and now I, I, a new player, someone who, I mean, a young player, I mean, won't, won't feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's sad. Huh? Yeah, some of the relegation matches, though, they still have home and away, don't they? But just the final... It's relegation, and it's the first few uh, first round right. of the world group they they do home and away still but, but it's those last oh, okay. 18 teams that get that's all in Madrid. automatic yeah. right yeah. and that's why i don't want to call it davis cup anymore i just yeah. want to call it yeah. copa davis de madrid you know something like that like oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a different thing yeah <laughs> yeah and it's 3 years in a row in madrid evidently yep yeah, yeah the next few years all about the money probably yeah. Yeah, all about the money no I mean, it's all about business and yeah. Come on, a little bit, you know, not like... Yeah, well, it's too bad. We so, don't have to lose those things. Yeah, well, Mariona, Ruben... otherwise, where ends, you know? Well, Mariona, Ruben, Puerta, we, we appreciate your time, and will you come back and join us at the net, maybe uh, in the Yeah, future? we will do it again, huh? We will yeah, do it again, oh, and there. We want you to say, hang around, because we've got a lot more questions for you. Yeah, we've got, we've got so, uh, oh, pop yeah. culture fun oh, questions. yeah. yeah. And uh, we, we'll do a French Open preview, Roland yeah. Garros preview, in, yeah. in April or May with him. Yeah. And you get to be That's at right. the net right here, yeah, in we, front of the mic. We call that chilling and grilling. We want to yeah. chill and grill with Mariano Puerta. We want to you know, kind of have you around here and, and be able to just, I mean, we could go a couple of hours with you. I mean, yeah. we know we want to be uh, keen to your time right now, and you, and you need to go. But uh, we, we would love to have you back and just really get some fun stuff. We've got some some fun questions that uh, we like to ask our guests, but let's do that uh, here sure. in the in the future when you have a moment. All right? Sure. I'll sure. be there, of course. 
Okay. Well, Mariana, we appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much, my friend. No, you're welcome, guys. Thank you, Craig. I'll see you soon. Okay. Talk soon, pal. Right. Thanks Bye-bye. a lot. Take care, Bye-bye. man. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 21 of At The Net Podcast with the great Mariano Ruben Porta. Be sure to tell a friend or friends as we like your peeps and hopefully they'll like us. And that's the tennis news as it seems, seems to us. us. Good evening from Dallas, Thank you, Texas, everybody. everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.